Hey there, future fans. This week, we find out we're a teenage witch, we get injured, and we find out we're not alone. This is the week of February 22nd, 2019, and this is episode 123 of Future Flicks with Billiam. everyone welcome to the show welcome welcome you know what's interesting is, is the last couple weeks of of this month have been pretty big as far as movies i mean i mean nothing huge we're not getting the big marvel ones yet we're not we're not getting a lot of the big releases yet but we're getting just a lot of movies because this really is the best time or one of the best times for movies that aren't huge to come out but this week um I don't know why, but nothing big. There's there's only one movie of note coming out, and there are four movies that normally would have been in the limited release section, but since there are only five movies total coming out, I'm going to talk about all of them. But it, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Just because when a movie gets released is a big deal. Uh, th that sounds obvious, but if you look at how these companies stagger their releases and how if like Disney puts out a Star Wars movie, how that affects other movies and other companies putting out things. So maybe they'll give a, a couple weak buffer in between a Marvel movie and then like this other company's big movie coming out. But with this one, there's only one big movie coming out and it's it would be easy for another company to go, okay, we can put another big movie out because, because the big movie this week has a very specific audience and it would be very easy, just very easy for another company to go, okay, well, we have this other movie that's totally on the other side of things from this that we can release at the same time and it won't really affect our numbers. And come on, what was the big one last week? We had Battle Angel Alita, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Alita Battle Angel, but that was the big one. And let's be honest, I said it's going to flop. The numbers so far aren't great. So it's not like another company would have to stagger a release just because Alita Battle Angel came out. And next week, there isn't even a big movie coming out. I mean, there's a notable movie coming out next week that will probably get a lot of views. But again, from a very specific audience, we're not going to see a big one like Captain Marvel for another two weeks. So this week could have been the perfect one where the right movie could have owned the box office or at least done respectably well until we start to get all of the really big movies coming out. Because after Captain Marvel, the big one is... Okay, there's Wonder Park and Five Feet Apart, which which aren't huge, but they're notable. Then we go into Us, and then Dumbo, and then Shazam, and then Pet Cemetery, and then Hellboy. And see, it, it just gets bigger and bigger after Captain Marvel. So this was a great time for a movie that may have been ignored at any other time. It would have been a great time for it to come out. But uh, for some reason, they didn't do anything with it this week except for the pick of the week. And when we get to it, you'll you'll see why I believe another movie could have come out. Not just another movie could have come out, but a movie could have come out and 
stood a chance. Well, you know what? Let me get into the normal introduction. First, who am I? What is this? What is going on? And all that hubbub. Well, let me tell you, I am Billiam. You are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. And on this show, I do quite a few things. I always start out with the introduction, which you're listening to now. Yay. Then we get into the news and then the trailers. And then we talk about the movies. We do that two separate ways. We talk about the limited releases. Those are movies that aren't getting a wide release and also didn't do enough to seem interesting to me. So I just tell you what what it's about, who's in it, and then we move on. We then go into the wide releases and interesting indie section. And those are movies that are getting wide releases. Duh. And every wide release movie, not just the ones I think are interesting, even if it's a shitty one, I'm going to go a little more in depth about it. And then any indie movies that I think are worth a damn. And something I don't touch on enough in the show, I actually, I don't think I've said it in a while, is that I only base my my scores, I only base what I say on the trailers. So if I completely shit upon a movie it's because the trailer looks awful it does not necessarily mean that that movie will be bad but just everything about it that has come out so far shows me that the movie isn't worth anyone's time and that's also kind of how i cover my ass going oh this movie you said would be crap but it's now up for best picture what say you i'm like well uh, because uh, the trailer was and the same goes the opposite way but anyway after oh sorry in the wide releases and interesting indies i will tell you what it's about and who's in it and then i will give my thoughts on it then i will wrap that all up with a score which i call and is also aptly named the billiams interest level score aka the bill score which can go anywhere from a zero for those terrible terrible films to an 11 for those films that turn it up that extra notch we then wrap it all up with a question of the week and then i send you along your way to listen to the other great shows in the somewhat nerdy podcast network so how do you listen to the show you've done a bang-up job so far and i applaud you for your efforts good job but you can also find me on itunes soundcloud stitcher google play and any podcast app as well as a somewhat nerdy website that is somewhatnerdy.com. you can leave a comment for me on the somewhat nerdy website on the facebook page you can leave a comment for me on soundcloud you can hit me up on twitter and instagram at billiam swn you can email me at billiamreviews at gmail.com you can always interact with me you don't have to answer the question of the week you can just go hey billiam what's up have you ever seen this movie you should watch it brian q plays that game with me a lot and he finds all these movies that i haven't watched and i promise i'm going to start watching them and i mentioned earlier that i'm part of the somewhat nerdy podcast network well there are two other shows in that network there is the flagship show the somewhat nerdy radio podcast and then there is the nerds of the squared circle which is my favorite was wesley my favorite wesleyan podcast for those wascoey wabbits <laughs> No, it's my favorite wrestling podcast. Well, without further ado, let us step into the first segment, which, as always, is the news. This first story comes to us from comicbook.com. Rumor has it that Ryan Johnson is stepping away from Star Wars. Famously, he directed Star Wars The Last Jedi. And before The Last Jedi came out, it was announced that Ryan Johnson was being tapped to do a non-Skywalker storyline trilogy in the Star Wars universe. Well, apparently he got a lot of backlash, and a lot of people did over it because Star Wars fans are the worst. Not only was The Last Jedi shit, 
upon by the so-called Star Wars fans, but also Ryan Johnson was harassed, and the actress who played Rose Tico was harassed so much that she had to delete her social media accounts. So this actress, who, who is just playing the role she was offered, was harassed so much that she deleted her online accounts. Like, that's how garbage some of these people are. And I know not all Star Wars fans are like that. Walker, who was on, uh, you'll remember because you could barely hear him, uh, Walker, who was on as a Star Wars fan, he would never have done that. And I know a lot of Star Wars, Star Wars fans who would never have done that. But people like that, people like Walker, people like Snarf Chris, people like me, aren't the type of people who make the waves. The type of people who make the waves are the garbage people that harassed actor Jake Lloyd so much that he retired from acting. So if you know someone like that, just punch him in the face. Anyway, we're getting a little off topic here. So the rumor has it that the backlash for... Star Wars The Last Jedi was so great that Ryan Johnson decided that he didn't want to do another trilogy. Now, famously, he's not directing Star Wars Episode Nine. J.J. Abrams came back to direct it. So the guy who directed The Force Awakens and then stepped away from that now comes back because Johnson was... I don't know if Disney just didn't want him back or if he did walk away just because people are ass. I don't know what it is, but the future of the Star Wars universe is now a little more uncertain because we know there's a lot going on. We know there's a TV show coming out. We know there's more animated shows being planned. And so now we just don't know what the movies will have in store. Well, let's keep the Star Wars news going. We actually know that Star Wars Episode Nine has wrapped filming. J.J. Abrams shared what was called an emotional cast photo. And this photo shows, uh, it, it shows us uh, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and who I'm sure is Oscar Isaac hugging in what could be a scene or at least a set that was supposed to be tattooing. So we don't know the the subtitle yet for this movie, but we do know that at least it has finished filming. And you know what? In defense of these films, in defense of all the shit they've gotten since they've started this new trilogy, I like them. I think they're fun. All right. They're not as great as the original ones. OK, you can't compare a lot of movies to the original Star Wars trilogy. So there's a lot of people out there who are going to have to get their heads out of their asses and have to realize that that magic is never going to be recreated. Best we can hope for is what we're getting is a series of fun movies. Are they flawed? Yes. Yes, they are flawed, but they are fun movies. That last story came to us from IndieWire. You know, I've been really into lately is shots of whiskey with a pickle back. And I find it weird that I'm saying that, not just because to you, my dear listener, I just suddenly said that after talking about a movie, when in reality, about an hour has passed. I, I took a break, I ate dinner and drank a little. But normally I've always been against chasers. Uh, I always thought people who needed chasers were just pansies. And I'm now a pansy, I guess, because, well, maybe I think I just, I, I like the way the pickle juice works with the whiskey. I, I think it does a really good job. So if you've never had it, it's just what it sounds like. A shot of whiskey with a chaser of a shot of pickle juice. That's it. Enjoy. Or not. Some people uh, find it revolting, and I, I can understand why. I, I really can. Well, let's get on with the news. We have news about Batfleck and why we won't be seeing Batfleck anymore. 
It is true that there's still a chance that we will see Batfleck again in another movie if they do another Justice League. Or it could be equally possible that we don't see him again and that whoever's going to play Batman in The Batman will then take over. But Ben Affleck has recently spoken out about why he stepped away. He said, I just couldn't come up with a version. I couldn't crack it. So I thought it was time to let someone else take a shot at it. They got some really good people, so I'm excited. And I'm glad. I'm glad he did this. Don't get me wrong. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he was a good Batman. I thought he got a lot of shit for something that wasn't his fault. But I'm also glad that he knew to step away. He couldn't, he couldn't come up with something that he liked. And instead of just forcing the matter and coming out with a shitty film, he stepped away. And so I applaud him for that. That story came to us from Variety. In news from comicbook.com, actually the next two stories are from comicbook.com. Uh, the new costumes in Avengers Endgame now have a name. They're called Advanced Tech Suits. That, that That's it. That That's the story. I love how this movie is so hyped. We're so excited for it. We, we get a huge boner for anything that's potentially new for it. So we find out the names of the f***ing costumes they're wearing, something that doesn't matter. And now we're like, oh yeah, we know more. Awesome. So that next story from comicbook.com, apparently if you are at the Toy Fair in New York, you will not be seeing anything from Avengers Endgame. Apparently Disney has banned all of the companies that are making toys for them uh, regarding Avengers Endgame, banning all of them from showing anything at the Toy Fair. So while this is a big miss because the Toy Fair apparently is a big deal for toys, Disney is hoping that this will keep spoilers from leaking because how many spoilers have we had recently because of speculation due to toys? In news from Variety, Dennis Villanueva's Dune has a release date now. It is going to be set for a November 20th, 2020 release in both IMAX and 3D. So far, the cast includes Timothy Kalamant, Javier Bardem, Rebecca Ferguson, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaacs, and Zendaya. And Jason Momoa is in talks to join the movie. In a story from Slash Film, the already boring Black Widow movie is getting a new writer as well as the next Bond movie is getting a new writer. These stalls have pushed the movies back, of course, and the Black Widow movie will probably not even start filming until later this year, if not early next year. As far as the script for Bond 25, it's not that's being rewritten, it's just being overhauled by the writer of the Bourne Ultimatum, Scott Z. Burns. And have you heard the outcry and all the controversy regarding the Oscars recently? Well, if you don't know, this story comes to us from The Guardian, the Oscars had at first moved all of the all of the awards that no one really cares about, as in you and me don't care about, regular ass people don't care about, moving those awards to the commercial breaks, and then keeping the bigger ones that people like us would talk about for the actual show. Well, this apparently upset a whole bunch of people in Hollywood, so much so that the backlash has caused the Oscars to reverse their plan. But here's what I don't get. Every year, every year of the Oscars, there are awards that are handed out either before or after. So why do these people who would have been pushed to a commercial break, why do they get to bitch about this? Yet the categories that haven't been on the receiving their awards on the air for years now, decades now, they they still don't get on the show. So I want to know why why it's okay. And my view of this controversy is that I get it. I get why they decided to do it. Because let's be honest, the Oscars are always put on one of the major four networks. And it's always a big deal on a Sunday night. 
So that means that they're not just catering to the Hollywood elite. They're not just catering to not even the Hollywood elite, the, the Hollywood crowd. They're not just catering to them. They're catering to us. And do we really give a shit who's going to win an Oscar for best lighting in a motion picture shot under the ocean? No, we don't. While I do agree that it's nice that they get the, get the awards, I understand the the Academy's reasoning for pushing those to the to the commercial breaks. Because guess what? Your average person probably doesn't care about those categories, and forcing them on the show isn't going to make them. And finally in the news, actor Bruno Gantz has died at the age of 77 in his hometown of Zurich, Switzerland. He is best known for a movie that you have either seen or you have seen the meme it has inspired. And that is the movie Downfall, where he played Adolf Hitler. And that meme is that one where Hitler's sitting at a desk and he's taking off his glasses. And giving, he's giving this passionate speech. And how a lot of people on the internet have repurposed that is just write a new speech about something they're very passionate about. And then just dub, not dub, but you know, put the subtitles over the scene. So Bruno Ganz, it was internet famous and not a lot of people even know his name. They just know his scene from Downfall. Well, that is it for the news. Let us step into the trailer trove, which is everyone's favorite segment. First up in the trove is a movie I didn't get to talk about last week, but because I recorded the episode before it came out, and that is the trailer for Tolkien. And yes, this is a biopic about writer J.R.R. Tolkien, and in this, Nicholas Holt plays J.R.R. Tolkien, also stars Lily Collins, and this does interest me. Uh, you, a lot of you may know that I'm not a big fan of the Lord of the Rings books. I liked, I liked uh, The Hobbit a lot. The Hobbit was great. I liked the first Lord of the Rings book, kind of. Um, I found Two Towers to be so boring, I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I never continued the series. And I loved the movies, so I liked the overall story that he made. I just found the books too boring, too much like, why am I reading a f***ing history book? Why is every scene with an ent so awful? Maybe one day I'll try to revisit it, but that, that's not now. Anyway, we got our first trailer for this. It has a release date of May 10th, 2019. It looks like it will talk about him growing up an orphan. It will talk about him finding love, finding friendship, and his time in the war. Next up in the trove, we have the trailer for Ma. So this is a new horror flick starring, of all people, Octavia Spencer as the bad guy. So these group of kids are off doing no good, doing stupid kid sh**, and they're trying to shoulder tap people outside of a liquor store to try and get them booze. Well, they happen to shoulder tap Octavia Spencer, who does it for them, and then invites them to her place where they can party in her basement. She just says, never come up to the main house, just stay in the basement. And her basement then becomes a place of hanging out for the whole school. But then things get weird as she starts like stalking them, showing up places, and doing really weird things. And it gets kind of creepy. It gives me kind of a, a single white female, talented Mr. Ripley vibe, but just turn it into a horror movie. It looks, it looks like it could be interesting. It also looks like it could be so weird that it could lose any potential audience. Uh, but we'll see if more trailers come out, if it shows us more of what the movie's going to be about, or if it's just going to stay this weird looking. This comes out May 31st. So, hey, we got that Frozen 2 trailer, didn't we? Well, a teaser trailer that 
I guess shows us some interesting things. Maybe Elsa is stuck somewhere because we see that scene of her trying to run on the ocean. She's doing a fine job running on the ocean, but trying to get through the waves is the next big thing for her. But the question is, is she just training? Is this just part of a training montage in the movie? And then they just threw that in this trailer just to throw us or throw us off the scent of what the main story is going to be? Or is she somehow trapped on this island? Is she going to almost suffer a similar fate to her parents? Because if you remember in the first Frozen, her parents go off, uh, Elsa and Anna's parents go off on a boat to go travel to another kingdom. The boat sinks, they die, and that's how the movie begins. So is Elsa just, just training? Or is she trying to avoid having the same fate as her parents? We also get the feeling that, not just from the trailer, but also the IMDb synopsis, that the whole gang is going to go investigate something. There's some sort of mystery, and according to the IMDb synopsis, it says Aunt Anna... Elsa, Kristoff, and Olaf are going far in the forest to know the truth about an ancient mystery of their kingdom. So after that scene, we see Anna running out into the balcony where I assume is their castle, and there are these weird crystal things hanging in the air. The same crystal things that are on the poster, and it looks like they're surrounding the castle. We then get a scene of Kristoff and Sven, Kristoff riding Sven, and a whole bunch of other reindeer just running with, like, purpose, and they're all looking angry, like, oh, reindeer, badass, too. Then we see Anna at the bottom of, like, a gulch or something, and she has to crawl out, and then she has to make this huge jump from one side to the other, and we see her trying to do that. Then the scene switches to Elsa and Olaf, surrounded by fire or some sort of magic, because it's a little too pink to be fire. So maybe some sort of magic... Olaf is hanging on to Elsa and she's using her ice powers to try and keep everything at bay. And then after that, we get another shot of who now I think is the same person in that scene I talked about previously where I think it was Anna at the bottom of, of a gorge. Now I'm not sure it's Anna anymore. The hair is a little different. The character's build is a little different. So now I'm wondering if this is a new character being introduced who's being voiced by Evan Rachel Wood, because we know that Evan Rachel Wood and Sterling K. Brown are being added to the cast, but with no hint at who their characters are. So we see this person, who could be Evan Rachel Wood's character, walking through the forest looking back at something. Then someone shoots up from the ground. I don't think it's Sven. I think it's some some other dude. Then we get a view of the, of the three main humans, Elsa, Anna, and Kristoff, along with Sven. The camera then swings around them. We see Olaf is next to Elsa, and the the scene shows us them on a on a mountaintop looking over a forest. Kind of pinkish hues to it, so I think it's the same forest that this unknown character is walking through. Then we get a title scene. We see a an autumn-colored leaf floating through the wind, and then we see Frozen 2, which makes me wonder if it's gonna be kind of themed, like Frozen was winter, this movie's gonna be autumn. And then it cuts to another scene with Anna, Elsa, and Kristoff walking through what I assume is that forest they were just looking at, but just no Sven or Olaf this time. Then Anna looks behind them, grabs Kristoff's sword, and then slashes at something that seems to be coming towards them. And then scene fades to black, and then we see the word November. And to be more precise, it's November 22nd, 2019. And I think this is a fantastic teaser trailer. It is amazing especially compared to that first trailer we saw for the first Frozen. If you remember, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard me bitch about this before, that I hated, absolutely hated the first trailer for Frozen. So much so that I boycotted the movie because I thought it was just going to be some, some asinine kid movie. Because the first couple trailers for Frozen were all just Olaf and Sven. And like, oh, I'm a, I'm a stupid f***ing snowman doing stupid f***ing snowman shit. 
when the movie was so much more than that. And so I thought it was really poorly sold. Like, I understand they had to market it towards kids, but it's a, it's a f***ing Disney movie. A f***ing Disney movie. Kids will see Disney movies. All you had to do was show us a better trailer, show us that you had a talking snowman and some goofy-looking reindeer, and kids would be sold. You didn't have to have that be the whole trailer. But this was a really, really good trailer, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we got another new brief look at Captain Marvel. A, a couple new scenes. It, it doesn't give away too much. We don't learn anything new. It did pose a question for me. It really did. Because in one of the scenes in the new trailer, we see Captain Marvel fighting who I assume is going to be a scroll on top of a train and she gets knocked off and she grabs onto the side and is holding on. So why isn't she flying? Because she can fly. That's how Rogue gets her powers as she steals them from Captain Marvel. She gets flight and super strength. Uh, but that's it. It was, again, it's a good trailer. We, we get good trailers from Marvel. And once again, just like I've said with all of the others, we get another trailer that shows us the movie's going to be good. We get another trailer that shows us enough to whet our appetites, shows us enough to get us stoked and pumped up for this, but it doesn't spoil anything. And that's what I love about this. And they're doing a fantastic job with these trailers. And the, the uh, talking about why Captain Marvel couldn't fly in that scene was all I had to say. That's probably the most I had to say about a Captain Marvel trailer since the first one came out and I talked about it. This still looks really good. It's, it's going to be great. And it comes out March 8th. And finally, in the trailer trove, we have a trailer for a movie called Long Shot. This is a comedy slash romantic comedy, which seems like a weird thing to say, but it's a more of a comedy with a romance undertone in it, starring Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. And in this, Charlize Theron plays a secretary of state, you know, to the United States of America, who decides she wants to run for president. And one day she happens upon Seth Rogen, who was a kid she used to babysit, and now he's a reporter. And they kind of hit it off again, not not at first in a romantic sort of way, just talking. So she hires him as a speechwriter. So they have to get to know each other. So as they're getting to know each other, maybe they start to fall for each other. Maybe all that hint at romance in the trailer was just a red herring. But what we do get is a funny looking movie with a very unlikely pair of Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. It looks really funny and has a really good supporting cast of people like Alexander Skarsgård, Andy Serkis, Randall Park, O'Shea Jackson Jr. So it's an interesting idea. It looks cute and it has a good cast. Uh, I actually can't wait to see this and I will have to wait, but only until May 3rd. Well, that is it for the trailer trove. Let us take our first break as we hear a word from our friends at the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast and the Nerds of the Squared Circle. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of somewhatnerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me... Starf Chris and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. 
then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomeoneNerdy.com. Welcome back, folks. I know I normally don't double up on the ads for the other shows in the network, but since this is going to be such a short episode, I thought I would do both of them there, just so I don't have to have an awkward break somewhere else. So uh, I, I think that's a good place for them for now. So let us go into the movies. And like I said, so few movies this week that I'm not going to do limited and wide releases. But believe me, most of these movies would be in the limited section, and then I would just have one movie to talk about. Well, the first movie this week is a film called The Iron Orchard. Jim McNeely is a young man who finds his fortune in the world of Texas oil fields. He strikes oil, and once he's made it, he finds that it comes with a new slew of problems. This stars Austin Nichols from The Walking Dead. You know, this movie had promise. It really did. It had the promise of a sleeper movie that would come out of nowhere, that looked good, that looked gritty and real, that had this this kind of Western feel without being an actual Western movie. But the trailer didn't show me that we have a put-together movie. It shows that that there's a movie with an interesting idea that maybe just didn't come together well. It seems like a case of a good idea with poor execution. And this is where I give my obligatory, well, it could just be the trailer. And yes, it could. But but then again, you all know my stance on that. I have to go on the trailer. And, and the trailer for part of it seemed good. It seemed like it could be really good. And then it kind of switched. Like we didn't have a made-for-theater movie. It felt like one of those early discovery movies you know before discovery started doing things like vikings and stuff like that when they actually had a budget and weren't terrible when it was still kind of a hokey because you know what i liked america the story of us i thought that was good but it was still a little hokey the reason i liked it was learning the story of the people who built america but this movie the iron orchard looks like it has that level of hokiness but it doesn't have the benefit of a story that's going to make me sit through it so it could have been good but it looks like it just falls short and the iron orchard gets a four out of eleven next up this week we have a film called total damal this is the third movie in the damal series uh, if you remember i talked about the I think I just talked about the second one. And actually, upon review, I've never talked about any of these movies. The uh, The last time this was a movie in the theaters was, or I kind of said that weird. The last movie came out in 2011, and this show wasn't a thing yet. The first movie, Damal, came out in 2007. This is an Indian movie. I should have said that a little earlier, I guess, because you're like, oh, what's this movie about? And IMDb doesn't give a synopsis, but the synopsis of these movies are basically the same. We have four, yeah, let's say losers, four losers who always end up getting into some sort of trouble. And then the movie's about how they get out of trouble. Do they learn a lesson? Well, I'm, I'm guessing they don't learn a lesson because this is the third time. So if you're interested in a trilogy of funny movies, this could be for you. However, you will have to track it down somehow and then use the subtitles because it is an Indian movie, like I said before. And you all know I have a list of uh, Bollywood movies and Indian cinema that I want to watch. And that it's an ever-growing list, never shrinking, because I'm a lazy son of a bitch. Well, now the list hasn't gone up at all because, frankly, this doesn't look that great. It looks okay. Uh, we've talked about uh, Bollywood and Indian cinema 
comedies that have been a lot, at least looked a lot better on this show. So I'm not going to put this on my list at all. So let's take the fact that it doesn't look as good as some of the other movies I've talked about. Let's talk about the fact that this is going to be hard to find because you'll have to live in a highly Indian neighborhood or that you would have to purposely search it out online to either buy or rent. And I have to say Total Damal gets a three out of 11. All right, folks, next up is the third of the five movies, and this is called The Changeover. Laura lives with her mother and four-year-old brother, Jacko, who has a terrible name. They live in a poor suburb in New Zealand. Laura is drawn into a supernatural battle with an ancient spirit who attacks Jacko, and because of that, Laura discovers her true identity and powers. She's a witch. This stars Timothy Spall from The Last Samurai, Lucy Lawless from Xena, Warrior Princess, and Melanie Linsky, I believe, from Castle Rock. You know, Anne and I talked about this movie briefly, uh, very briefly, and how there are so many better YA books out there to turn into movies, and it seems like this isn't the time for this anymore. Because this movie looks like the type of story, or the book it's based on looks like the type of story that only got published in the wake of Twilight. So people are like, oh, people like these simple stories about witches and vampires and, and werewolves and shit like that. Let's publish as many as we can and crowd the market with it so no one gives a flying f anymore. And no one gives a flying f anymore. I mean, there's still a lot of people who love this genre. And if that's you, you know what? Good for you. I'm glad you have another movie based on one of your books. I'm glad. But for the rest of us, this looks terrible. This looks like a highly unoriginal idea. So we have yet another like teenage girl, another young adult who finds out she has some sort of powers and has to save the day. Or, and it, the most I can say for this is at least she doesn't seem like a totally useless character like Bella was. And it looks like she has a little more personality than like Katniss or the detergent woman did. But that doesn't make this good. It really doesn't. This movie looks mediocre at the very best. The only saving grace is that I like Timothy Spall and I like Lucy Lawless. That is it. Nothing else about this movie is interesting. When it comes to movies from New Zealand, sometimes they have some really good movies. Some some movies that just sneak past the radar and one day, years after it's released, you watch it and you're like, shit, this was a great movie. I can't believe it took me so long to watch it. Well, don't hold your breath, folks, because the changeover isn't one of these movies. It looks like a it looks like a blatant Twilight ripoff. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but it looks a little less cringy than the than the Twilight movies did. If any of you have read the books these are based off of, and they're actually good books, let me know. I'm always interested in finding new series. I, I'm always up for, an, for a book recommendation. But what the trailer showed me was that this is basic and it is boring. The Changeover gets a 3 out of 11. Next up this week, we have a film called Run the Race. This is about two brothers from a nondescript small southern town who face the problems of life. One brother had a promising football career until a fight took it all away. The other brother must then win the track and field state championship in order to get the scholarship his brother lost and get them out of their small town. This stars Francis Fisher from Titanic, Michael T. Williamson from Forrest Gump, and Mario Van Peebles from Jaws the Revenge. And I actually forgot that Mario Van Peebles was in Jaws the Revenge. I just put that as his movie because it was funny. Uh, the, the actual good movie 
Okay, I liked Jaws of Revenge. But the actual good movie you'd know him from would be Heartbreak Ridge. Uh, even though he was in that movie, I believe it was called Solo, about this alien or robot or something who likes Michael Jordan and is made to look like him, even though Mario Van Peebles doesn't look like Michael Jordan, and then he, he saves the day. I, I don't know. It was this old 90s movie. But anyway, Run the Race looks... Oh, God, I don't know. I wanted to like it. I wanted there to be one other movie I liked this week. And since the Iron Orchard disappointed me so much, I was ready for it to be this one. And I held my breath, and I stopped holding my breath because then I would have just passed out because I there's nothing, no saving grace for this. This movie has after-school special written all over it. So this, this kid who is on the fast track to playing football for the Florida Gators who is going to have his college scholarship his and, and his whole college career handed to him on a silver platter, has a hot head and gets in a fight because someone makes fun of his dad or someone makes fun of his mom or something. And then he breaks his leg just in just at the wrong time, right when the scouts were coming. So basically, this stupid little punk gets what's coming to him. And now it's up to his brother to magically get better at running. Because if you watch the trailer... It looks like it's all one brother. Like, the other brother is athletic, too. He's into track and field. He runs. And the the trailer points to the fact that it's a football brother who's the one that's going to carry them out of there. He's the one that carries the family, though with the love and support of his brother. So football brother gets hurt, and then all of a sudden this other brother goes, okay, I'll I'll just have to get a scholarship now. Like, it's that f***ing easy. I hope in the movie, I really hope that he at least has a chance at a scholarship. Like, he's he's just right there. Like, he's so close, and it's going to someone else in the school unless he can win this race. Because that could make it interesting. But this fact that the trailer made it look like a scholarship is that easy to get if you're an athlete. It's just kind of a big f- you to anyone who played high school sports. I was good friends with the jocks in high school, and I'm not sure if I told this story before. Uh, I was in the drama club, and for some reason, the the cool kids and the drama club merged at this weird point, and a lot of the a lot of the football team was in the plays. And I had been a, a dork my whole life and picked on a lot. And freshman sophomore year, I got beat up, and the football team heard about it and went to hunt down the kids that did it. And they didn't actually catch them, but they made it widely known through the school that they were looking for them. And they, you know that was the last time I was, I was picked on. Why do I bring up that story, other than the fact that it makes me smile? is the fact that all of my friends on the team were, were good. My junior and senior year, we were a winning football team, at least in our area, and not one of those people got a scholarship for jack sh- Am I being a little hard on this movie? Yeah, okay, I admit that I am. But the fact of the matter is that the trailer didn't do enough good to give me something else to focus on. So all I can do now is nitpick the fact that this looks like an after-school special that somehow got a slightly bigger budget and is being released in the theaters. This doesn't look good at all. They managed to get some actors who were big once. And I admit the, the people who play the kids aren't terrible. But the story is just so basic, and there's nothing about this movie that says, watch me. It could still be good. It could still be good. That is something I I hope I'm wrong with this. Just because, who doesn't love a good underdog story of this other brother who wasn't going to be the one to be famous like his older brother, or I assume older brother, who wasn't going to be the one but now has to carry it for the family? I think that could be cool. But the movie doesn't look like it's going to be that good. It looks like it's easily missable, and it should be forgotten by everyone. Run the Race gets a 4.5 out of 11. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we have one movie left, but I, I do want to make a quick note that this is the week that Fighting With My Family, the WWE film starring Paige, not, uh, star, not starring Paige, but about Paige, directed by Stephen Merchant, is actually coming out in full release this week. I talked about it on last week's episode, episode 121, because remember episode 122 was the Super Bowl trailer rundown. And if possible, I'm even more sick of hearing about fighting with my family. Even though The Rock's in it, and I love The Rock, even though it's directed by directed and written by Stephen Merchant, who I think is really good, I'm tired of it. And I'm over the fact that I don't think Paige deserved a life story being told about her. I'm over that. Now I'm just tired of seeing the fucking trailers, because Anne and I watch wrestling. And for the last four episodes, five, four or five? Five episodes, maybe? And during the last pay-per-view that just happened, I'm recording this after the end of uh, end of Elimination Chamber, which, God, some some weeks I really wish... Okay, a lot of week, weeks uh, I, I really wish I could be on Nerds of the Squared Circle, but especially the next episode where they talk about Elimination Chamber just because I, I have so much to say about it. But anyway, I've seen the trailer so much, and I am sick of it now. I want this movie to pass. I want it to go away, and maybe one day, years down the line, I'll watch it and go, okay, that wasn't that bad. Now get really ballsy and give me the Chris Benoit story. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I know that's never going to happen, like, ever. If they ever do a Chris Benoit story, it's going to have to be someone else entirely with no support from the WWE whatsoever, and maybe even a lawsuit trying to stop them. Okay, but anyway, Fighting With My Family is also coming out this week. It doesn't look that good. And the pick of the week is something that does look good, but you should only see it if you've seen the first three. The pick of the week is called How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. When Hiccup discovers Toothless isn't the only Night Fury, he must seek the hidden world, a secret dragon utopia before a higher tyrant finds it first. And you know what? I'm so, so, so glad that I saw the other Train Your Dragon movies and I liked them. Because just based off the premise, that sounds stupid. That sounds like something I would never watch. It sounds like some straight-to-DVD worthy shit movie. And I know better. I do. That is why this is the pick of the week, because these are good movies. This is brought to us by DreamWorks, who also brought us movies like Shrek, Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda, Home, Boss Baby, Rise of the Guardians, Prince of Egypt, Shark Tale, you know, stuff like that. And when it comes to DreamWorks movies, Especially, especially their their um their animated movies, it's really hit or miss. They have made some utter sh, but they also make really good movies. And I think the first How to Train Your Dragon movie was really good. The second one, I liked it just because I liked the first one so much. The second one was good. It was still good. First one was better. And that's what I think we're going to get with the third movie. A movie that's good. It's still enjoyable but lesser than the first one. If you've seen the other How to Train Your Dragon movies, you know to you know what to expect. You know to expect a beautiful-looking animated movie with a colorful cast of characters, with some good voice acting, and a good story. Yes, it does get cheesy and very childlike at times, but what do you want? It's a kid's movie. And this just so happens to be one of the ones that are good enough so if an, if a, an adult goes to see it, they won't get bored out of their minds. And you know what? I don't really have that much more to say about this, just because it's a third in a series. You already know if you're going to see this or not. There's not much I can do to persuade you if you haven't seen the first two. The only thing that I can tell you is that if you've never given this show a shot yet, watch the first movie. It is enjoyable. And if you don't like that, then you're not going to like the other ones. You're not going to like the TV show. 
So just skip it all if you don't like the first one. But at least give the first one a try. But for the rest of you who have seen this, if you have to see a movie in the theater this week and it has to be new, then this is your film. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, gets an 8 out of 11. Oh wait, I never told you. I never told you who the voice actors are. Okay, you know what? I'm not even going to edit this. Let's just do it right now. This features the voices of Jay Burchell, America Ferreira, F. Murray Abraham, Kate Blanchett, Gerard Butler, Craig Ferguson, Jonah Hill, Kristen Wiig, and Kit Harrington. You know, I really haven't had that much to drink. Okay, I guess I just got in a roll of talking about movies, so yay for me! Well, anyway, let us take our final break where we hear a word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth podcast, and then we'll jump right into the question of the week, so please stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall, filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that goddamn jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMPodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And we're back. It's it's time. It's time for the question of the week. If you need a refresher, here we go. The question of the week was, if you were stuck in a time loop, what would be the first fun thing you did? If you needed an example of a time loop, I gave you movies like Groundhog's Day, like Edge of Tomorrow, and like Happy Death Day. So for our first answer, we go to Vegan Dan from the Uncorked Gamers. Uncorked Gamers is a podcast about video games and actually whatever the heck they feel like talking about at the time. And he said, heroin, no chemical alterations causing dependencies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? He has a point, though, because, um, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to get any anything in your blood that's going to or in your body, nothing that's going to affect your mind and make you need it. So I guess if you're going to ever try heroin, <laughs> this is the time to do it. But I still think it's dangerous because you could be like, oh, this is cool. This is really cool. And then you can get into a habit of doing it, doing it in the time loop because there are no consequences. And once you get out you're going, oh, maybe I can do it once. And then then that's when you get it. But you know what? A uh, good answer. Good, good answer. For the next answer, we turn to Brian Q, regular question answerer of the show. He says, I would learn to develop a photograph. And that's a really good answer. Uh, because, you know, when I initially pose a question, I was thinking of goofy shit. Like, if you, if you have ever seen the show Stargate SG-1, one of my, my favorite show of all time, one of my favorite episodes came in season four let me see what it is season four episode six called window of opportunity because something happens to the stargate when it opens up to receive a team back from a mission and it causes them to go into a time loop and only o'neill and teal'c are aware of it and among stargate sg1 fans it is one of the most quoted episodes for this little part right here and if you didn't hear anything that means i wasn't able to put the put the scene into the show But Brian Q, you bring up a really good point. 
do something useful. I mean, you could do wild and crazy stuff, which let's be honest, we all would do. Uh, But if you're stuck in the time loop for a while, why not? Why not learn a skill and how learning how to develop a photograph? Great idea. How would you like to show up, like show up one day and tell your friends, oh, by the way, I'm a master developing photographs. I'm like, oh yeah, show us. And you do it. And they're like, what the have we've never known this about you. And they're just like, keep up, bitches. I'm awesome. Well, anyway, thank you, both Vegan Dan and Brian Q, for your answers. We then turn to Anne, who had um, an interesting answer, where she says, shoot herself in the shoulder to see what it feels like. And yeah, okay. I mean, you restart the day and you don't get the, the scar or the healing process or anything. So, okay, why not? And then when I was talking about my answer with, with Anne, a little bit of, um, there's a little unclarity because she thinks I said on the show, what's the first stupid thing you do? But when I wrote out the question on Instagram and Twitter, I said, what's the first fun thing you do? So uh, I'm not sure which one I actually asked. I thought it was fun. She thought it was stupid. So I'm going to answer both. First stupid thing I do would be steal a car and steal a really fast car and just drive it like a maniac. I go to the, the the swankiest neighborhood or swankiest dealerships in like San Francisco or San Jose and get the coolest car I could and just honest to God, drive it like I stole it because I did. Uh, the first fun thing I would do would be, you know what? I, I do something useful because that would be really cool to come out of a time loop situation with a bunch of knowledge. So I would learn a language like Japanese. I've always wanted to learn Japanese, uh, maybe even Spanish because Spanish would be very helpful in California. And then I would read all of the books on my TBR list and maybe even some that I've been putting off for a while, like read the whole Wheel of Time series. I just finished the first book in the Expanse series uh, called Leviathan Wakes. I thought it was really good. So then I would go and read the entire Expanse series. And that's how big of a nerd I am. I would spend the time reading and learning a language. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the question of the week. Let me give you next week's question which comes to me from How to Train Your Dragon in the spirit of that movie. So if you could have a pet or companion that's a mythical creature, what would it be? And just play along with the fact that it's 100% obedient. It's not going to go killing people. You're not going to have the risk of a bunch of murders on your hands. No, it's just going to it's just going to be an awesome pet that you can befriend and it'll be super cool. So which mythical creature would you like for a pet? Well, that is it for this episode of Future Flicks with Billiam. Uh, let me tell you, I recorded this on Saturday and Sunday. So if a new trailer comes out Monday through Wednesday, uh, I haven't had a chance to see it. But still, let me know anyway, just to make sure I do see it for next week. Well, here we go with the closing housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That's somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, please. Just go onto iTunes, find my show, give me a rating. Doesn't doesn't take that long at all. And then leave a comment. Tell me what you think I'm doing right. Tell me if uh, you see any improvements I can make. Let me know. And then how do you reach me? How do you answer questions I ask, answer the question of the week, remind me of a trailer or movie I missed? We can do that quite a few ways. You can leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. And you know what? Please support us on Patreon. You can find a link in the show notes and on the Somewhat Nerdy website. We have two tiers, but you know, just give whatever you feel like. Any little bit helps. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Be sure to check out the Watch Mouth podcast, great friends of the show. And don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy website for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, 
my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off. I'll see you in the future.